Hey! 
Praise the Lord, church. Praise the Lord, church. Amen. Anybody happy to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Stand to your feet with us. Let's worship and praise the name of Jesus this morning. Hallelujah. We serve a great and mighty God. Amen. Put our hands together this morning. Say, Lord, you're mighty. 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 Lord,
serve a mighty God. May we just put our hands together. We serve an awesome God. Isn't he awesome? The scripture that said, for unto us a child is born and unto us a son is given and the government shall be upon his shoulder and they shall call him wonderful and his name shall be called wonderful counselor, the mighty God, just as we sung, the mighty God, everlasting father and the prince of peace. At this time, we're going to pray If anyone has any prayer requests at this time, you can enter into our comment section of watching us on either Facebook or YouTube. And those who are here, lift your hands if you have any specific need of prayer requests. Wherever you are, we're going to pray and touch and agree that our word of prayer will go forth. In Jesus' name, Father, we thank you for the service that is upon us. God, we thank you for every soul that's here that have traveled to believe that, God, you're going to touch them in every need and every capacity. Bless the service. Bless the man of God that should minister the word because they can be healed while the word is being preached. We thank you in Jesus' name. Receive their healing. Receive your breakthrough even while you're watching. Believing God that he is going to do the miraculous today in Jesus' name. God bless you.
Ah uh-huh. 
church i'd like to uh, open with uh, a reminder that all of the announcements that are made here and all of the events that are taking place can be found on our church app as well as on our website we would love for you to be able to check in on the calendar in both of those places because there's so many things going on that sometimes when i'm sharing it doesn't always sink in and so that's a place to go check um, community outreach will get begin. Uh, we are going to have our first meeting this uh, uh, two weeks from today on, uh, well, two weeks and one minus one day. On Saturday the 16th, we will have um, a meeting on 16th as well as on the 30th. We'll be out in the community. Uh, we've been having a conversation about how we're going to maybe make some adjustments for how we do community, uh, community outreach, and we'll, we'll be sharing that as we go along. 
please uh, meet here at the church at 9.30. Uh, Brother Hasker or myself uh, are open for your questions if you need us. And um, as we're in the middle of this REACH campaign, that is our intent. It's only two weeks away from Easter Sunday. Resurrection Sunday is on the 17th. There'll be no CSTI that day, and obviously that's a special day of celebration. Um, bring someone with you. <laughs> and then finally, um, the, uh, the district conference is upcoming. It will be on the, um, the 22nd of Friday at 7.30, and it will be on Saturday the 23rd at 10 a.m. It will be in Secaucus, New Jersey. Um, special um, guest speaker will be Scott Sistrunk. He is the director of North American Missions for all of UPC. Um, that's a special opportunity for us. Those of you that are online, uh, we'll absolutely get you a link. I know that they will be um, uh, viewing, you'll be able to view. And uh, Pastor is encouraging all of us. Um, I personally have experienced some wonderful opportunities that have come out of meeting at district conferences when all of those who are really thirsty, all of those who are really hungry have assembled, and it is a wonderful experience. Hope you'll join us. Have a great day. Everybody, Come on, let's praise the Lord one more time, everybody. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. You know, while Brother Tom was talking about uh, our community outreach, I'm looking at our reach program here. And I'm looking at the mission statement, and it said to evangelize our local communities by sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ with love, uh, love and make disciples of Christ by teaching biblical truth. And our drive, the reach drive that we're in, we're currently reaching our local communities by going out in outreach in different areas. And this is only going to open up doors wider for us where as we reach communities, as we reach people in our counties, you know, we have place where we can facilitate them, where they can come and worship the Lord, you know, freely, amen, and just have a good time praising God. So, amen. For those of you that already, you know, make your pledge, you know, we thank you. For those of you that still haven't committed anything to your pledge, we still thank you, but we're asking you to do so. Amen. And for those of you that want to be a part of the miracle that God has for us, we're trying to, uh, you know, acquire a building which is uh, 1.7 to 2.5 million. Um, and we're hoping that in another month or two or even before, we can be able to hear some more from the township. But we want to make sure once we get the green light to go, we can go to, you know, the seller, sign off, do the furnishing in that building, and we can just transition right into the building and praise and magnify the Lord. Amen. So if you want to be a blessing, if you want to be a part of the miracle that God has in store for all of us, our communities, our families, we're encouraging you to get on board. Amen. Everyone said it's offering time. Amen. There are three, three ways you can give online. You can go to www.myccc.faith. You can go to Cash App, the dollar sign CCC 2711. And you can go to PayPal at Christ Center Church. They are signed Christ Center Church. If you're here and you want to pay electronically, you can see Sister Patrice. Amen. Or you can bring your old-fashioned way, your tithes and offering unto the Lord. Uh, our two ushers are in the front here. So we're going to invite you all, if you could stand with us as we get ready to receive our offering this morning. Amen. Amen. If you're able to stand, we're going to invite you to stand with us one more time as we continue to worship the Lord. Father God, we love you. We give you all the glory, Lord God, and all the honor. Truly, Lord God, you are worthy to be praised. 
We lift up your name this morning. Father God, as you're about to receive this morning's offering, we ask you, blessing, O God, upon every giver, those who have to give, those who have not likewise, that you will make way so they too can be a blessing in your kingdom. We give you all the glory and all the honor. As we continue to worship in our giving, have your way among us this morning as we say thanks for your many blessings as we worship you. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said amen. Bring your tithes and offering unto the Lord this morning. Amen.
Come on and praise the Lord this morning. He's worthy of the praises. He's worthy of the honor. He's worthy to be praised. Come on, somebody, lift your hands. Lift your voice. Praise Him. Praise Him. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Jesus, we honor you. Jesus, we thank you this morning. You woke us up, Lord. You kept us in our right minds, Lord. Oh, Lord Jesus, you're the great I am. How excellent is your name in all the earth. You're from everlasting to everlasting. You are the one which is, which was, which is to come. The only wise God, the only true and living God. Heaven is your throne, Lord Jesus. Earth is your footstool. We're here to magnify your name. We're here to bless your name. The Lord is good. His mercy everlasting. His truth endureth to all generation. Come on, magnify the Lord with me today. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. My God, how great you are. My God, how great you are. My God, how great you are. We can sing about how great he is. I'm not sure if we can really understand how great he really is. Ah. Oh, God, you're so amazing. Oh, God, you're so wonderful. He is so miraculous. Oh, my God, you're so amazing. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, my God. He's so, he's so, he's so great. He's so great. He's so great. God, you're great. Somebody just worship him and let him know how much you adore him and how much you love him. My God, how great you are. How great you are. How great you are. If we try to begin to understand how great he really is we could never really understand our 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 church is uh we're experiencing a little boom in babies in our congregation and and every time i have to just think about how babies come about i can't think about the baby anymore i just start thinking about how great he is it is just so amazing you know Sister Crystal, you know, you were here and, you know, just happened to be married and having a good time and no thought of no little, where are you at? Giving Brother Tom, giving Brother Henry a hard time. He wasn't even thought of. Wasn't even thought of. We having a good time worshiping the Lord. He wasn't even thought of. Now you're here telling people, don't leave me alone. Don't touch me. Like, only God can just create these things. Like, what is going on here? They weren't even think, thought about it. Here they come on the scene, and all of a sudden they know everything. My goodness. I can't even be mad. I just can say, my God, how great you are. <laughs> because this is just amazing to me. If you want to really know how great God is, start right there. Like, how do people come into this world, come into existence, you know? Just start right there. My God. Hallelujah. Well, we welcome you into our service today, welcome you to Christ Center Church. We're so happy to have you, and we are grateful that you braved the elements to come out. Amen. Because as you and I both know, this is probably the day that you say, let me just sleep in and just go, you know, be a live stream. <laughs> this is one of those, let me just sleep in and go be a live stream. 
pastor won't mind. The Lord won't mind. I'll just, you know, live stream today. Because, you know, it just makes sense. Probably the roads are a little slippery. You start telling yourself the reason why. Eh, you know, the roads are slippery. I think I need new wipers, you know, stuff like that, you know. <laughs> we are so good, boy. We're good. <laughs> yeah, we we just stay home and live stream. But thank God that we made it in, and I appreciate you being here this morning. Amen. We're not taking shots at you all that are, you know, our online congregation. That was not meant to give you a hard time, for we realize that some of our online congregation are so far away, and they wish they could be here, and they just can't be here. So we're not taking shots at our online congregation. We love our online congregation. They participate just like they're here. My goodness. We are fortunate and blessed to have such wonderful people to be a part of this church that even though they're not here in person, they are just here in spirit, and they uh, they just get involved with all that we do. So we greet them all, whether you're here or online, we greet you in the name of Jesus, and thank you for being here. Amen. We have a guest with us this morning, and I need to get my glasses out, got them fixed. <laughs> oh, man. So my son was telling me the other day, we were talking early in the week, he said, Dad, when your glasses broke, I, I felt like you just was getting ready to tell the church, let's stand and let's dismiss church right now. He said, you, you didn't look too good about that. <laughs> I laugh at my kids all the time. They know me so well. All my kids, they just know me. So I laugh when they talk. I just listen to them and just laugh. But my glasses fixed now. <laughs> Brianna Leonard. Amen. Brianna, if you would just do like this, Brianna. Amen. But Brianna, you did this. No? We don't get that. There you go, Brianna. <laughs> we welcome you to Christ-Centered Church, and we are so glad that you're here this morning. And if there's anything at all we can do to help you in your walk with Jesus Christ, you please let us know. We're here for you. We're here to be a help to you in any way that we can. And so we thank you for coming. Let's give her a hand clap for being here with us. Amen. All of our young ladies, just make sure you love Brianna up and let her know that we're glad that she's here. And um, she didn't list here that she's that she has a special church home. So make sure you all don't let her go to any other place. This is where her church home needs to be. Listen, I mean, that sounds... I'm just, what do you think? God make mistakes? Don't mess with me now. I make it spiritual on you. God don't make mistakes, so if she, if she came here, this is where God wanted her to be, right? If, if she, this is her first time here, this is where God wanted her to be. God let her here. God used Sister Hidea, but guess what? It was God's intention that Brianna would be here April 3rd, 2022, in the Firehouse Church. Hallelujah. Man, I won't be saying that pretty soon, huh? We're getting close. I won't be saying the firehouse church anymore. Boy, that's going to be bittersweet. We welcome Brianna. Make sure you love her up and thank her for being with us today. Amen. We had a great service this morning, didn't we? Amen. God really touched us in a special way. Amen. We had a great service this morning. We thank God for that. Well, let's stand. We're going to get into the reading of the Word of God. Won't hold you long. I hope to get the message across clearly, and I hope God will speak to your heart, touch your life in a special way. And that you will leave different than the way you came in. That you'll draw a little closer to Jesus. Amen.
States, I, I owe you a, um, a response still. I still have something for you. Yeah, yeah, we, we've got a lot of stuff going on. So I will be sure to pay up, Stace. I, I got something good for you. Don't worry. I got you, got you taken care of. Job chapter 42. We'll start in verse number one. Job chapter 42. We'll start in verse number one. Amen. We had an um, awesome baby shower yesterday. I had to talk about it because I said, you know, I, I so Ethan, you know, you know me, I'm transparent. I didn't know I had a, um, an appointment at Jazz, and I'm having a good time, and all of a sudden Jazz calling me. Well, he, he hit me on the text. Yo, didn't didn't look because I'm, you know, you know I can't multitask, so I'm not <laughs> so I'm just having a good time because y'all was having a good time. Did a great time. That I'm, I'm Rosalie, you did a great job. So I'm at a shower, enjoying myself. Then he called me. And I don't like to give my word and don't take care of it. So I said, it, you know, if I get there by a certain time, am I still good? He says, yeah. So that's why I had to cut out a little word because I felt bad, you know. I know that jazz can get somebody in the spot, and I don't want to, you know, let the man lose out on money. So I try to do what I got to do. But we had a great time. Um, I love to be around the young people and what they do. When you get old, you don't have as much fun as the young people. Some of us old people might have fun, but. But the young people, they just always have a good time. I just, I appreciate that. That's why I just, I need to keep y'all around. I got to have young people around me. They know how to have a good time. My goodness, we had a good time. Woof. We started out with the um, the pregnant dudes doing the, um. <laughs> they put balloons. They, they put balloons. And they're so creative. They put balloons in their shirt to act like they were pregnant. And you know the part of the balloon that you blow in? They put that out front so it looked like, you know, actual navel, you know, I'm, I'm like, and so they're doing the, the, the chair thing, and oh, man, Josiah, Josiah, Josiah tried to fight my man for the chair, Josiah took the chair up so the guy couldn't sit down, I'm like, oh, Lord, oh, man, we had a good time. Then they, had to, then they uh, wrapped women um, with toilet paper so it looked like a diaper. Who can, who, can, who can make a toilet paper wrap look like a diaper? Oh, man, they, they just had fun. I love to be around the young people. They do things that you, you don't think about, and so we had a good time. So uh, my other grandson will be here soon. Amen. I'm going to have me a ton of grandkids. Y'all just keep on having the kids. Get married. Amen. I got to just get Rosalie a good husband. She looking good this morning, too. I got it. I got it. I, you know, I already got my shotgun for for my daughter. I already got my shotgun for my daughter. I might have to buy a little handgun for Rosalie. <laughs> I might get a little handgun just for Rosalie. Like, you, you good, baby? You good? Until she get her husband. Oh, help me, Jesus. Y'all got to pray for the pastor. <laughs> uh, but Rosalie, y'all did a great job in all y'all organized yesterday and how y'all did it. I just had a great time. I sat there. I just had a good time. I went over to Isaiah and them table and messed with all of them. Shaq is engaged, and he says he get married in two years. And I told the girl, I said, tell that boy this is a friendship ring. It's not no engagement ring. You can't wait two years to marry somebody. <laughs> Shaq, Shaq, Shaq was just done. He was like, Uncle Wayne, why are you doing this to me? I said, man, you can't be engaged for no two years. What's wrong with you? That's a friendship ring. I messed them up over there. I went around the table and asked every one of them, are you married? Are you? And they all were coupled up. I said, married, married, married? Man, I, I gave out the church card. I said, when you're ready to get married, come talk to me. I, I did. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You can't, either you can't let me out to those places, man. You got you to keep, keep me on the side because I get to play like I just lose my mind. Oh, man, I just had a good time. Amen. Job chapter 42. 
I made a nice card for Baby J. Amen. So when Baby J come up, come around to his fourth birthday, he's going to see the Wyatt's card. Well, it's really me that made the card. Hey, nobody else ain't made the card. It had Wyatt's name on it, but I made the card. Amen. I'm going to let Baby J know that. That card really came from me. Even though it has my family name, I, I wrote the card, Baby J. You like the designs? Job chapter 42. I'm going to read Job chapter 42 from verse 1 through 6, and I'm going to read it in the NIV version so you get a clear, clear understanding of what it's saying to you. The Bible said in verse number 1, Then Job replied to the Lord, I know that you can do all things. No plan of yours can be thwarted. Verse 3, you asked, who is this that obscures my counsel without knowledge? Surely I spoke of things I did not understand, things too wonderful for me to know. You said, listen now, and I will speak. I will question you, and you shall answer me. My ears had heard of you. But now mine eyes have seen you. Therefore, I despise myself and repent in dust and ashes. Jesus, you're doing something in this church and in this house this morning. We just want you to continue to do what you started among us this morning. Oh God, we yield ourselves to you and we want your spirit to take full control. That whatever your will is for us individually and collectively, it will be done. Will you place me in the flow of your spirit and that I will speak as your oracle. And oh God, do just what you want me to do. Will you cause the hearts of your people to open unto your word. That they will receive and adhere and become doers of what is being transmitted to them. I pray this morning the operation of the gifts of the spirit in our service today and that you will help us that we will have an encounter with you and never to be the same again we pray and ask you these things in jesus name somebody say amen amen you may be seated in the presence of the lord amen brother henry got me tricked i want to talk to you this morning on this topic the omnipotent god the omnipotent god Omnipotent. What does that mean? Omnipotent. Well, let's start with the word omni. That word omni means all or every. So when you hear omnipotent, you're talking about all or everything. The word, the word uh, all means all of the power, all of the strength, all of the dominion. So God has all strength. God has all power. God has all dominion. He is the ruler over all. He is omnipotent, almighty spoken in his words. In his word that he speaks, it's, it's the words, even his words is almighty. Mm -hmm. 
all or omni can only really reference God. Because everything else in this life or every person in this life can only have some. But nobody can have all. And so when we talk about omni, we're talking about all and only God has all. All power. When we read the Bible, we must read it in the context it is written in. It's important to you. We must be careful not to take scripture out of the context it is written in. You'll hear what I'm saying here in a second. Job said unto the Lord, I know you can do all things. Well, that sounds good, but is it really true? The Lord cannot lie. So that's something he can't do. Job said you can do all things. So that's something that God can't do. He can't lie. Can the Lord be unrighteous? No, the Lord can't be unrighteous. So there's something else that he can't do. Can the Lord deny himself? Nope, that's something else he can't do. Hmm. As a matter of fact, the Lord is the one who holds everything together. Everything continues to exist because of the Lord. Uh-huh. If he denies himself or lie or is unrighteous, everything falls apart. So he can't do those things. You think things are bad now. If the Lord ever denied himself, everything would just crumble. And what we know, we wouldn't know anymore. My point of sharing that with you is so you can understand that when Job said, I know you can do all things, it was being placed in context of what Job was going through. What Job was dealing with. And so Job said, the Lord can do all things. Mm -hmm. So here is the final thought about that. Can the Lord do all things? No. But in proper context, yes. So when you say, can the Lord do all things, and you answer yes, you better make sure it's in proper context. Why are you saying that, preacher? Because, Brother D, some people that don't know God, like Job kind of was before he came to know God a little bit more in-depthly. Some people that don't know God is quick to say, if he God, why is me doing this? If he God, how can this be happening? You, because God can't do all things. But for what you need him to do, he can do all things. That's in, important to understand because a lot of people are confused, not understanding. They think that God should do what they want him to do. And here's an example. Because God is righteous and he can never be unrighteous, sometimes we want God to do something unrighteous so we can profit, so we can benefit. But the bottom line is God will not do anything unrighteous because so you can profit from it. <laughs> 
Uh-huh. You want me to give you a good one? She don't treat her husband good, Lord. Break up that marriage and let him come and be with me. In our mind, that seems right because she don't treat him good. I will treat him good. So mess that thing up, Lord. The Lord can't do that. This is what I mean by sometimes people are sitting around and they're frustrated and confused, wondering why God isn't doing this. Because the Lord don't do what you think he should do. The Lord do what he does and not what you think he should do. So can the Lord do all things? Sure he can, but in context. The Lord is omnipotent and there is nothing too hard for him to do. He holds the entire universe together. Everything dwells in him. The book of Isaiah tells us God measured out the universe with the span of his hand. Mm -hmm. Since we know God is bigger than the universe and that he created all things, why do we worry, church? Why do we fear? Why do we have despair? Our God is bigger and greater than any problems or any circumstance or any hurt or pain, any trials we may experience. He can handle any situation you're facing. He can resolve any problem that you are facing. He can set you free from any sickness and pain and he can turn your trial and your circumstance all around he is that powerful that's why he is the omnipotent God he can do exceeding and abundant above whatever you may ask or think he can do it because he's the omnipotent God and besides him there is none else that can be considered omnipotent let me tell you this The moment a person begins to have real living perception of God, when God becomes a real presence and a reality to him, he will stop worrying. We're worrying a whole lot about things, and God is saying, have you had a real up close with me yet? Because if you get a real up close with me, you will not be worried about such things. Uh, Help me, Holy Ghost. We will not be fearful of things when we get an up close of God. But as long as we stay where we are, we will worry. We will be fearful. When you get a real up close with God, we will begin to realize our sin. And we will stop, be, stop focusing on what's really wrong or what's really right or what's going on around us. Church, we need an up close, a revelation, an encounter with God. Because when you get that, you stop worrying about trivial things. You stop worrying about things that's out of your control. You stop worrying about things that really and truly doesn't really matter, doesn't have any bearing on eternity. Because God has all power. And if you will see him, if you will get a fresh revelation of him, you will realize that some of the things I've been concerned about, I don't need to be concerned about. (laughs) Job had been testy. 
complaining and somewhat vindictive under his trials. But that was before he had an up close with the Lord. The nearer a man approaches his perfect ideal, the more he feels imperfection. And a lot of times we stay away from drawing closer to God because we're afraid of discovering that we're not all that we think we are. The more we stay away from God, the more we can continue to be who we are. The more we stay away from God, the more we will continue to be who we are. What am I saying to you? You don't need to be who you are. You need to be what God wants you to be. And the more you stay away from God, the more you continue to be who you are. The closer you draw to God, the closer you become who you're supposed to be in God. And so we stay right where we are. We don't want any up close with God because if I get an up close with God, it's going to keep me or make me draw closer to him. Knowing about God is different from knowing God. Knowing about God is different than knowing God. Job had known about God for most of his life. Mm -hmm. He had heard of the things God did. He respected God for what he had known about God, which were all true. He had heard that God is the creator and provider. He had heard that God had all wisdom and that God was a defender of his people and that when we pray, God hears our prayers. He even heard and understood that God... That he, Job, had obligation toward God. So a lot of things that Job heard about God was all legit, was all true. Job had heard and believed all those things about the Lord and he lived faithfully on what he heard about the Lord. Many of us are like Job, believe it or not. What do you mean by that? Many of us have heard about God by what we hear others say. Most of us are born into a Christian country. We have had the benefit of some sort of Christian education, frequent instruction in the word of God, have engaged in prayers and even have Christian friends. We're not completely ignorant of our obligations unto the Lord. We profess we're Christians, but we are doing all of this by what we have heard about God. Sort of how Job was living his life until Job experienced the loss of his children. Job was living his life faithfully unto the Lord until he experienced the loss of his children. Mm -hmm. There come a point where Job, with all that he has heard, all that he has heard that he was kind of building his relationship with God with, all that he had heard, he started building his relationship with God from what he heard. And he got to the point where he started passing judgment against God that was beyond his understanding. Because as long as you keep hearing and not knowing, you can get misunderstanding. 
as long as you keep hearing and not getting your own experience in God, you can misunderstand God. Uh Uh-huh. And because of his lack of understanding in some things God was doing, Job was led to false conclusions about God because he was just hearing things about God. Mm -hmm. Because he was judging God beyond his understanding. Job was judging God beyond Job's understanding and was being led to false conclusion. Guess what? That caused the Lord to say, I got to show up so Job can know for real who I am. God will not allow any one of us to misrepresent him. This is why I said you don't have to worry about preachers. Because if they're not right, God will not allow those preachers to continue to represent him. Sooner or later, God will move them out of the way. So you don't have to worry. God will not allow anyone to misrepresent him. God will not allow you to have a misrepresentation of who God is. And so the bottom line is, God said, Job, enough is enough. You have had a misunderstanding of who I am. You have come to the wrong conclusions of who I am. You have made decisions that are just just ignorant of who I am. So I must come and reveal to you who I really am so you will know me for sure and for real. And so God had to reveal himself to Job in a way that will help Job to understand who the Lord is. Mm -hmm. He shows up by revelation, revealing himself to us that we may know him intimately. The Bible says in Exodus, the Bible talks about God telling Moses, I am that I am. Mm Mm-hmm. I am that I am. After we have read in Exodus that God revealed to Moses that I am that I am, guess what? He began to reveal to him more ways or reveal to us more ways of who he is really. And so he started going down the list and showing us, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the bread of life. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the door. I am the good shepherd, and on and on and on. Because here is the story. Most of us have received two revelations from God. And we have stayed right with those two revelations, and we haven't experienced any other revelation. We haven't experienced God in any other way except for those two ways. What are those two two revelations? The two revelations are this. The revelation... That God can save us, salvation. And the revelation that God will provide for us when we need provision. Most of us have experienced those two revelations of who God is, provider and salvation, the one that will lead us from destruction. We have, we have experienced those two things. And we live that area. 
people come to church and they hear the preach word and they realize, oh, I must get saved. I must realize that Jesus Christ is almighty God and I need to repent of my sins and be baptized in Jesus name and be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking with tongues. I must get saved. And so we come and we get saved. When you get saved, it means that you have received and experienced the revelation of salvation, that God is our salvation. You've experienced that. Then you are going through a struggle and you need a provision and God provided for you. And now you come to know God in the revelation of he is Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who provides. And most of us just stay with those two revelations. We don't want no more revelation. We just want to know that he saves We just want to know he provides. But God wants to constantly reveal himself to us in different dimensions, in different ways so we can know him more intimately. He just don't want us to know him as our salvation. He just don't want us to know him as the one who provides. God says, I'm more than your salvation. I'm more than your provision. I'm more than what you think. And I got to reveal myself to you so you will know what you don't know. This is what we should be seeking after as people of God, that I need more revelation of God to know who he really is. I know he can save because I don't do what I used to do. So I got that. I know he can provide because he's provided for me in many times. I got that. But I need to know him in a more in-depth way. I need to know him in a broader way, in a more in-depth way. And God want us to know him. In a deeper way. And so you notice the Bible every the Bible used this word seek a lot. You notice that? Lazy Christians can't get to heaven. I don't know if there's such a thing as lazy Christians, but I'm just saying it just just so we can relate to it. But lazy Christians cannot go to heaven. What do you mean by that, preacher? Because God says to seek him. If you're lazy, you're not seeking. Because seeking means to search. Seeking means to dig. Seeking means to look about. Seeking means I can't stay still. I got to keep on seeking and looking and trying to find what God is trying to say to me. Don't be mad at me. That was God's way of leading us, that you need to seek me. I'm not just going to show you everything. I'm just not going to make everything plain to you. I'm going to make you seek for certain things because that's the way I will help you. Whatever his will is for that, however he wants to work that, that's his business. But that's what the omnipotent God has decided, that we need to seek some things about him. So if you don't like to seek, you're going to be stuck. And that's where some of us are as Christians is that we have been stuck in the lazy Christian mode. Salvation and provision. Jehovah Jireh and Jesus. The Lord our salvation. And so we're good with I'm saved. We're good with he provides. But then what about some other things? Uh huh. Job lost his children. He needed different revelation. He lost all his children. There had to be a different revelation. He was ignorant of God. He needed more revelation. And so we have to realize as children of God, as Christians, we need more revelation of who God is because we can't just stay settled with whatever revelation. There's more to God than we will ever find out. 
This is why the Bible says when we see him, we will see him as he is. So the bottom line is what we know is it doesn't even scratch the surface of really who God is. But if we will seek him, we will receive more revelation. When the Lord said, I am that I am, he was saying, I will be what I need to be for you. These are ways God revealed himself to us that we may have a close-up revelation of him. So if we will seek him, we will receive more revelation, more understanding of who God really is. And that's what God wants from all of us because he wants to reveal himself more and more to us. I know how we are. God, why you got to do it that way? Why don't you just show us everything? Who do you think you are? Go read from the beginning of time, the beginning of man. Go read and see if he ever showed everything to everybody. Never did. So don't expect that to happen now. He never will. That's his way because he is all-knowing. He is all-knowing, all-powerful. And so he knows what needs to be done. So you and I, we're not God. We're not all-powerful. We're not all-knowing. We're not all-present. Revelation gives us new appreciation of the Lord. Revelation gives us new appreciation of the Lord. And so what happens a lot of times is we get stale living for God because we haven't received any new revelation from the ones we received when we got saved and when we got God to provide for us. We have no new revelation. And church, we need to really seek God for new revelation as Christians. I'm not saying seek him just because you want to get knowledge to go tell somebody, oh, God revealed himself to me or God revealed this to me. No, you need revelation to get out of stagnation, to get out of complacency, to get out of being stale. You need a new revelation because revelation give a freshness. Revelation refreshes you. Revelation just, it just motivates you. Revelation encourages you. And so we need revelation. That's what we need to get out of our stagnation, not all the other stuff we think. As a matter of fact, we can pray a whole lot and still be stale. Because what we might consider to be prayer, God is saying, eh, that's not really prayer. And so what we need to ask God for is a new revelation of who he is. God, give me a revelation I've never had so I can know you in a different way. Every revelation of the Lord to our heart reveals God's character and God's attributes to us. So when God reveals anything to us, we're going to learn more of who he is. Because who you are is all about your attributes and your character. So when someone get it up close with you, they get to learn more about you. I was just teasing and saying how my children know me. They get up close better than anybody else. And so, they well, not more than my wife. But they get up close. And so they know me. The same thing with us and God. When we get up close, we don't have a choice but to learn who he is more and more and we need to learn more about who the Lord is we need to really understand the Lord more and more and so we need revelation of who the Lord is what y'all doing to my baby back there 
Job received the revelation of the Lord during his suffering and found a new appreciation of the Lord. Hear me, church. Job received a new revelation of the Lord while he was going through his suffering. Let me tell you this. Some of us, we probably won't get a new revelation until we start suffering, until we start going through some stuff, because we're not trying to get revelation any other way. You follow what I'm saying? We are so content with, I've gotten a revelation of Jehovah, Jesus become our salvation, so I know that he is our salvation. I've got that. I've got that when I was struggling and I needed help. He sent somebody to help me out. So I know he's my provider. And so we've been staying right in those two revelations. And so now we're saying, I'm good. I know who he is because he saved me. I know who he is because he provided for me. But that's only two revelations. That's only two understanding in your little mind of who God is. I know He who he is because he saved me. I know who he is. But that ain't all that God wants to do. And so what God will allow to happen is some suffering to come your way, some struggles to come your way. Because the only way you're going to get your next revelation, if you don't seek God on your own, the only way you're going to get your next revelation is when some suffering and some struggle come your way. So you can begin to cry out and say, God, I need your help. God, will you help me? Will you show me? And God will then show you who he is. That you have never seen a part of him uh, that you have never experienced before. But it's only because of your suffering while you experience that. But how about we just try to just seek God without having to suffer? How about we just try to seek God without without having to go through a struggle and all of this? How about we just seek God and not wait till the struggle has to come? The struggle is going to come. If we don't seek him. But the Lord is so gracious. Somebody say God is gracious. He's merciful. And so in the midst of Job's struggle, the Lord showed up in his struggle. See, don't miss the goodness of God. You know, we, 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 we so we so afraid of struggle. We are so afraid of 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 going through some stuff. We're so afraid of doing some work that when we hear that we're going to have to go through something or we're going to do some work. But God is letting us know, you see, Joe, he had to go through some stuff. But in the stuff that he was going through, he got a revelation of me. He was able to encounter me while he was going through his struggle, while he was going through his situation. He was able to encounter me. He was able to get a revelation, a new revelation, a personal revelation for himself. Because all along, Job was living for God on what he had heard, not from a revelation that he had received from the Lord. So when the Lord said to the devil, have you considered my servant Job? Now you understand where that was coming from. God knew Job never had a real personal revelation of who God is. He was doing good by what he had heard, but he had never had a personal up-close revelation of who God is. So he can say for himself, I had my revelation of God when this occurred. And so God says, have you considered my servant Job? That was God's way of saying, I'm getting ready to reveal myself to Job. God, God was getting ready to reveal himself to Job, and he used the devil. You see why you can't worry about 
problems and situations and get fearful because God uses those things to reveal him. I know sometimes we don't want to go through the struggle. I know sometimes we don't want to go through the pain. I know sometimes we don't want to deal with the things that we have to deal with. But I'm here to tell you God will use what he needs to use to reveal himself to you, to get you to know him in a more intimate way. God wants to be closer to you than he has been. And he will use whatever it takes. Oh, God, he will use whatever it takes because God cares more about you knowing him than you being comforted. Aren't you glad that God is good no matter what? No matter what you're going through, God is good. This is why we can say that we count it all joy. This is why we can say all things work together for good to them that love God. Because in everything we have to go through, God will show himself great. God will reveal himself to us that we will know him. Uh, For some of us, I'm afraid we might have to go through some struggles. Yeah. Yeah. Because we will not give God access or seek God for any new revelation. We need new revelation from God. And we need to go after it, seek it, than to just sit back and just think that what you have is sufficient. The more revelation we receive of God, the greater our spiritual insight will be. The more revelation we receive from God, the more we can come to the understanding of who we are. The more revelation we receive of God, the more realistic we see ourselves and we see God. The revelation Job received of the Lord made him withdrew his accusations against the Lord. It also made him despise and rejected his attitude of pride. The revelation of God brought virtue of humility to Job. So what are we saying? If you got a problem within yourself that you're trying to correct, you need a revelation from God. Because what's going on is you're you're dealing with something that you don't understand. Because you don't really know you like God knows. Your answer for your situation being taken care of or worked through it is you get a revelation from God. So when you get a revelation from God, when you get up close with him, you get to know who you really are. And you get to work on what you need to work on because you know what you are. There's a reason a lot of times... We get in the, I know for me, I, let me just speak for me. Sometimes I get into the presence of God. I'm praying and I step into prayer. I feel that so much these days. I start talking to God and tears just start coming. enough. Uh, I didn't do all the things, pray enough to, to walk 
God's presence, warrant being saved, I realized that it was only because of God's goodness. I don't care how much you read your Bible. I don't care how much you prayed, how much you interceded. I don't care how much you go to church. I don't care how much you love people. I don't care how much you serve people. I'm here to tell you when you get into the presence of the Lord, you realize you're still unworthy. You're still unworthy because he is so, so holy. He is so, so righteous. He is so, so powerful that you realize I have no business being in the presence of this almighty God. I have no regard to be in this man's presence and be able to have a conversation with him and that make you cry. I know I cry like a baby all the time when I get in the presence of God because I realize Oh, he's so holy. Oh, he is so just, oh, just glorious. And who am I? And I'm just bawling, bawling, bawling because I'm like, God, you're so great. How great you are. I don't have many words to say when I get in the presence of God. That's why I believe that prayer sometimes is more about listening than it is speaking. Because I realize when you step into that dimension in the presence of God and you begin to feel the awe, the glory of the Lord, you begin to say, oh God, oh God, all you can say is you're just great. You're so great. You're so wonderful. You're so glorious. That's all you can say because he is indescribable and he's so awesome and worthy that there is nothing to describe him. Sometimes all you can do is just be there and be quiet. And sometimes just tears just come down your eyes because you're just there saying, my God, my God, my God. He is so awesome and his presence is so amazing that sometimes, not in a bad way, you question yourself of saying, am I really saved? Not in a bad way, but because you realize, I, don't ha- I haven't done anything to be saved. I know I obeyed him. I know I'm following after him. But man, how will I ever spend eternity with him? I am not able to spend eternity with him. And so you're questioning, am I really a, a saved individual because God is so holy? God is so righteous. God is so glorious that am I able to be in his presence for all eternity? Am I able to commune with him always? Am I able to just be in his presence and hear his words? Am I able to do that? And all you can do is just sit there and just have no words. All you can do. This is why I understand now the angels, all they do is cry holy. Oh, what is it? What else is there to do when you get into the presence of God other than just saying, my God, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. It's nothing else to say because you can't describe what's going on. <laughs> Oh, God, help us. Oh, God, give us a new revelation, Lord. Give us a fresh revelation, Almighty God, that we will not be stagnant, that we will not be complacent, that we will, Almighty God, move forward in you and know ourselves better, that we have not earned anything. It's only because of your goodness. Church, don't get me wrong. 
This don't mean you can do whatever you want and God is going to say, come on in. I'm not saying that. I'm saying as a Christian, as a born again believer that are faithful to God, you can be the most faithful, dedicated Christian to God. You ever get into the presence of God and you will just weep because you realize that's really nothing. That's really nothing. I know we're obeying God, and that's fine. I'm going to obey him. But to enter into his presence, all that I did, that wasn't sufficient enough. That was just, God just accept that. Because that's his, he's, he's, this is what he says we must do, so he accepts it. But trust me, that ain't enough. That ain't enough. That's where mercy is greater and deeper than we can ever understand. Grace is deeper than we can ever understand because even in you doing everything right, when you get into his presence, you realize this is not enough. This is not enough to say I deserve to be in God's presence. This is not enough to say I deserve to be in heaven if you really, really get up close with God. Job got to experience that. Listen to me, church. Before Job had a revelation, an encounter with God, Job felt like all his works that he did was sufficient enough because what he heard, he was doing it. Remember the rich young ruler? What he had been taught, he was doing it. Just like Job. They were doing what they thought they were supposed to do. And so they did it. (laughs) That's why the Lord was giving me that scripture. Because, because <laughs> Job and the rich young ruler had the same experience. <laughs> Job and the, and the rich young ruler had the same experience. So Job thought he had it all under control because he was doing everything he knew he was supposed to do. I'm doing all this stuff. I'm doing all this stuff. And so he had a little pride in him because he thought he did enough to warrant being a mighty man of God. And so that's how he was living his life. And so that's what he did until he had an encounter with God. When he lost all of his children, he really got agitated. He really had an attitude because here's what he's saying. Hear me, church. This is helping you because here's what he was saying. I've been righteous. I've been doing my part. I do outreach. And how could God allow this to happen to me? That's what Job was doing. So he was a little arrogant, little agitated with the Lord. This is what I'm telling you. When you get a revelation, an encounter with God, all of what you think, all of what you have built up to think that this is something, it is nothing. 
And the only reason why we keep thinking that what we've done is something is because we haven't had an encounter with God. When you get a real revelation, when you get a real encounter, you'll realize all I can do is obey, but I can't is my righteousness. Because I don't have no righteousness. My righteousness is as filthy rags. If I obeyed every word in the book, I'm still not. I don't have no righteousness. Only righteousness that we can ever have is what he drapes on us, his righteousness. And so it doesn't matter how much you obey the word, you can never be righteous enough to warrant being in the presence of God. You hear what I'm saying to you, church? You hear what I'm saying? And so Job had thought because all that he heard he was doing, just like the rich young ruler, all that he heard he was doing. So he thought, I'm good to go. And so when he was encountered, when he encountered the Lord and realized, oh, they got an attitude. They both got an attitude. What did the rich young ruler do? He walked away. The Bible says he walked away sorrowfully. Attitude. Why? Because he thought he was righteous enough to save him himself that I'm good to go now the revelation to change you we ought to pray and ask God God give me a revelation From you is with an encounter with you. That's the only way that I'm going to be changed. Any other way, your change won't come. And you'll frustrate yourself. You'll frustrate yourself. Church, I, I believe so strongly what I'm saying here this morning. I believe so strongly what I'm saying here this morning. Job had previously expressed remorse over the loss of his children. He was all messed up and bent out of shape over his children, rightfully so. If we lost our family, rightfully so. But when Job got an encounter with the Lord, Job stopped looking at the loss that he suffered. And now he was able to see his sin. God is not worried about you trying to save your neighbor. How about you try to save yourself first? How about you get yourself right first? You need to get yourself right. God will use you to reach others, but you got to get yourself right. And the way you get yourself right is by having an encounter with God so God can show you. Stop looking around and says, well, this is not right, and that's not right, and these people aren't right, and this church isn't right, and that isn't right. Stop looking around and saying what's not right and what needs to be corrected and start saying, God, will you give me a fresh revelation, a new revelation? of who you are that I can see myself and not anybody else I need to see myself I'm, I got so much stuff going on in me right now what I'm telling you so listen to this if you know the story of Job Job as they like to say got double for his trouble Job got a new family, got more than what he ever had, all of his livestock, more children, more than he ever had. Because what God showed Job when Job had his encounter, what he really got to realize, Brother Tom, is this. When I see me, 
and I handle me, God can handle his part, which is if God need to give me a new family, he will. If God need to give me more livestock, he will. If God need to give me more finances, he will. If God need to provide for me in any other way, he will. But the question God had for all of us is, will you save yourself from this untoward generation? Will you give yourself to me? Will you let me work out whatever is wrong in you? That's what God is trying to do. Don't you worry about what God can do. Let God be omnipotent and take care of what he needs to take care of but put yourself in the presence of God and God can work out of you the things that need to be worked out when God says woe it's me just like Isaiah said woe it's me a man of unclean lips when you get an audience with God when you come into the presence of God you realize I am just a mess and that's what Job came to realize that he had pride in him. He came to realize that he thought he was it. And guess what? He realized that he was sinful. He had pride in him. And he just forgot all about, not forget probably, but he just laid aside the sorrow that he was going through because he lost his family and start saying, God, I am so sorry. I was ignorant. I made statements that was ignorant. I said things that I didn't even understand. And I made accusations against you, Lord, that was false. And so, Lord, uh, will you forgive me? I've sinned against you. That's what happened when you have your encounter with God. You start repenting. Uh, you start asking for forgiveness. Uh, you start asking God to purge you. You're not worried about your children. Uh, you're not worried about your spouse. Uh, you're not worried about whatever is going on. You're just saying, God, get me right. When you have a real encounter with God. I'm not telling you God won't give you an encounter to give you guidance and direction to go help somebody else. I am telling you that as we are stagnated sometimes and complacent and we don't find ourselves moving and going anywhere, the issue is we need a new revelation from God. We don't need to just stand on a revelation of Jesus is our salvation or or Jehovah can provide, the Lord who provides. We don't need to just have that as our only revelation of who God is. We need more and deeper revelations of who God is. Pastor Cole prayed for many people, I'm sure, over the years. And many people got healed over the years. I know some of her stories. Prayed for people to be delivered from demonic possession. So she's experienced those things. But the day came when she needed to know Jesus for herself as her healer. You follow what I'm saying when I'm telling you about Revelation? That, that we need our own stuff. It doesn't matter if we the pastor. It doesn't matter how that part go. All of us need continuous revelation of who God is, depending on what's going on. We can't just settle with one or two revelations or three revelations of who God is. God wants to reveal as much of who he is to us as possible until we meet him. And so we will get revelations if we seek them. And so when she was laid up and the doctors are telling us, well, this ain't working and and nothing we can do about this and blah, 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 and all that stuff, guess what? She needs to experience you are going to be healed. You will be okay. You don't worry about it. So she got her own, own. While she laid up in that hospital bed, nobody coming around, she had her own time with the Lord, and she received her own revelation of God is a healer. 
We need to get our revelations, our own personal revelation of the omnipotent God. He is powerful. But 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 there's things he's not going to lie. He's not going to be unrighteous. He's not going to deny himself. So stop wanting him to do stuff that he doesn't do. Seek him and say, reveal to me what I need to know about you. Whatever I don't know about you, Lord, that I need to know about you. Will you reveal yourself to me so I can know about you what I need to know? Let's stand. Sometimes the best answers to life's most baffling and troubling questions lie not in what God says, but in who God is. Sometimes we're wanting answers from God and God is saying to us, my revelation of who I am to you is sufficient enough. Stop wanting answers because even if I give you the answers, you would not even know the answer. You wouldn't even understand the answer that I'm giving you. So stop going to God all the time wanting to know because some things you will never know. God can share things with you and you still won't understand. Don't be interested in the knowing about stuff. Be interested in knowing who he is. Be interested in getting an up close with him. Be interested in knowing him in a way you have never known him. Where nobody can tell you, but you will know for yourself. Be interested in those things. Be interested in those things. When you come to church, just don't be interested for what people are telling you. Be interested for what you will encounter from God. Oh, my God. I feel the Holy Ghost. Oh, my God. Be interested in Jesus and not be worried about answers because he may never give you the answer. He will always want to reveal himself to you, but he may never give you an answer. God is calling us, church, to seek him, for him to reveal himself to us. He's not interested right now in giving you answers. He's not interested right now in explaining himself. He just wants you to seek his face. He just wants you to seek revelation and come to know him. He's not interested right now in trying to explain stuff to you. Oh, he just wants you to come into his presence where he reveal himself in a way you have not known him. Oh, my God. 
He won't always fix your situation. Uh, He will not always correct your situation. Uh, But what he will do is show up in your situation. Uh, Oh, my God. Uh, You remember the three Hebrew boys. Uh, He didn't snatch them out of the fire, but he showed up in their situation. Uh, Remember Daniel in the lion's den. Uh, He didn't pull Daniel out of the lion's den, uh, but he showed up in Daniel's situation. Uh, And so there are times uh, when the Almighty God wants to show up uh, and show you himself uh, and reveal to you who he is. Uh, He may not fix the problem right away. Uh, He may not correct the situation right away, uh, but he will show up uh, and give you peace. Uh, He will show up uh, and let you know who he is. Uh, He will show up uh, and bring comfort to you even in your situation. Church, if you're here today and you've never given your life to the Lord, he wants to reveal himself to you as your salvation. You may not know what salvation is about, but you will experience it if you surrender your life to God and say, Lord, I want the revelation of your salvation. He will show you who he is as the salvation, the Lord, our salvation, Jesus Christ, Savior of the world. Oh, he will show up in your situation and save you if you will yield yourself today. If you've never given your life to the Lord and you want to do so today, just raise your hand and say, I want to give my life to the Lord. I want to give my life to the Lord. I want to give my life to the Lord. I've never given my life to the Lord. I want to give my life to the Lord. Will you come to know him today? Oh, before you leave here today, will you come to the altar? Let's just pray together. Before you leave here today, let's just come to the altar and pray. Come on, come on, come on. Let's come to the altar and just pray and ask God to give us a fresh revelation. Ask God to give us a fresh revelation, a renewed revelation, because we need to go into his presence. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, church, talk to the Lord today. Just talk to him and say, God, I don't always understand. And he understands that because he knows you don't always understand. You won't always understand. But what he will do is reveal himself to you today. God, I pray for your precious people right now. Oh God, that you'll reveal yourself to them, Lord God. Reveal yourself to them, Lord God. God, they need to just know. They need to have their own experience, Lord God. They don't want to just keep hearing and keep hearing and keep hearing, but they want to have their own experience. They want to have their own encounter with you, Lord God. Where, Lord Jesus, they will know for themselves. Know you in the way, Lord God, that they've never known you, Lord God. Some of us need to know you, Lord God, as our deliverer. Some of us need to know you, Lord God, as the Lord God who is strong and mighty. Oh God, some of us need to know, oh God, you like we've never known you. Father, help us today in the name of Jesus Christ. Help us today, Almighty God, that we will not walk out of this place the same way. That we will not walk out of this place the same way. I pray today, Lord, for Brianna, that the power of God will overshadow her, Lord God. And Lord, Brianna's life will never be the same because your calling will be... 
clear to her, Lord God. Lead her in the path of righteousness, Lord God. Will you shield her and protect her from all danger and from all harm? And let your will be done in her life, Lord God. Oh, Father, I pray your hand upon her, Lord, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, God is getting ready to open your eyes to see. God is getting ready to show you things you've never seen. God is getting ready to reveal himself to you. In the name of Jesus. She was. Fear will not rule over you, but faith, faith, I pray, oh God, that you will help her to walk by faith and not by sight. I pray, Lord God, that she will declare, Ah, Oh, by the authority of the word and the power of the name of Jesus, I command you to be free today. I command the will of God to be done in your life today. I command you to walk in faith today. I command you. He can do exceeding, abundant, above whatever we can ask or think. He can do it. He can do it. He is omnipotent. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah.
that he may lead his family, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. I pray the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost is moving on you, my friend. The Holy Ghost has come to give you a revelation. The Holy Ghost has come to give you a revelation. You're getting ready to have understanding like you've never had. You're getting ready to see clearly. You're getting ready to understand what you want to do. Oh, God is going to show you. And God wants you to trust him. God, will you move on him and constrain him according to your will. Constrain him according to your will. That he will know and he will be clear in what is the will of God. Lord, touch him from the crown of his head to the sole of his feet. Open door. Speak, Lord. Speak, Lord, that he may hear. Reveal yourself to him. In the name of Jesus. Woo! Woo! Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, church. Just worship him. Just worship him. Just worship him. Just thank him today. Just thank him today. Just thank him today. Just thank him today. Oh, God came to give us victory today. God came to show up and let us know that he's large and in charge. God is here to let us know he's the omnipotent God. Your problems are not too big for God. Your circumstance cannot overthrow you. For God is here. For God is here. You can trust the Lord. You can trust the Lord. He's all-powerful. You can trust the Lord. He's glorious. He's glorious. You can trust Him. You can trust Him. You can trust Him. Woo! He can do it, church. He can do it. Whatever it is that you need, he can do it. But let him do it how he wants to. Don't you try to get in God's way. Just let God do what he's doing his way. Hallelujah, hallelujah. God bless you. Have a wonderful rest of your day. I love you. I love you, church. Have a great rest of your day.
good to not believe right now. God has been waiting for this song to be declared by the church to see Jesus get his full reward in every place in your body, your family, wherever it is. There's miracles being released in the room, in the great room, online, in your room. It doesn't matter where you're at. There's miracles being released in the declaration of God's goodness. If you need a miracle in your body right now, I just want you to lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. He's already been healing people as we speak, as we've worshiped, he's been healing people. You don't have to have people laying hands on you, but pastors, get out there and pray for people. Begin to declare perfect health and healing. I feel the righteousness of God in the room. The righteousness that Jesus purchased on the cross, the blood of Jesus is making your body right. I feel like this is born again again Sunday. Let's get born again. Let's actually believe what God has declared over us. Let's be the believing church. We're going to sing this and just keep declaring this. And I want you to receive it. Prodigals are coming home. Cancer is being healed. Bone cancer, carcinomas, metastasized cancer. You die now in the name of Jesus. Deliverance in Jesus' name. Those who lost their mind, your mind comes back to you now. Demons leave in Jesus' name. Let's sing. Let's declare it, church. Let's declare it. I've seen cancer disappear I've seen metal places all 